Welcome everyone to God Talk Uncensored, where no topic is off limits. We use the Bible as a source of truth, and everything we share is from our personal experiences and the Bible. All right, let's do this. Hello to everyone. Having a good day, good morning, good afternoon, good night, whenever it is that you're listening to this. I am in uh, Colorado in the mountaintop uh, regions of the uh, of the location, and you can see behind me. I'm kind of standing on this cliff edge, uh, really asking God. You know, when I'm looking out at this beauty and this perfect place that God made for us, what He wanted to say, how He wanted to speak. Uh, you know, during this time, and I I was talking to uh, you know one of the guys that we're doing some camping with out here before my wife and I go to this quest. Um, oneness event that we are doing here in Colorado. And we were talking about how history just repeats itself. And what I mean by that is you see this, this pattern in the Bible where, where, um, the people would stray away from God. They would do their own thing. They would, um, you know, on their own, they would, they would get wealthy. They would get prideful. They would, you know, receive all the blessings that God had for them. And the more that they received, the further away they became from God. And so the pattern was, and they would cry out to God because they would become oppressed and they, there were, uh, you know, other countries or peoples that would come against them and take their things and their land and their so on and so forth. And they would scream and cry out to God, help us, help us, help us. And God, because he cares and he loves, he would, he would show up and restore them to, to their former glory or something, you know, like that. And they would, they would then become, uh, independent. They would become wealthy. They would become, uh, strong and, and reinvigorated and they would serve God and they would then get blessed by God again. And as they received the blessings of God, they, over time, didn't need God anymore because they had everything that he had provided. And so they, they, they strayed away from his call for their life because, you know, they just had everything they needed. And the parallels to that, you know, with where we are in our culture in America, but not just in America, this is a worldwide phenomenon. You know, when, when things are not going great, we, we buckle down, we cry out to God, we say, help us, help us, help us. He helps us. Uh, we get through. And then shortly thereafter, um, he provides and then we don't need him anymore. And so this pattern just repeats itself. It repeats itself in society. It repeats itself in the world and culture and even within our, uh, you know, religious circles. There was a time in uh, um, Israel's history. So Israel had this pattern that repeated all the time. And um, they would turn to God, he would restore them and bless them, then they didn't need him anymore, and they would stray away and do whatever it was that they wanted, right? And so I'm going to use this as a parallel to what I believe also is happening to us in, uh, in, within Christianity, within our churches, and within, you know, uh, faith, uh, you know, Christian faith in general. And so listen to this. There was a time uh, within the, let's see, the book of uh, 2 Kings uh, chapter, 
well, 22 and 23, there is a story of the boy king, which we call him that because he was a little boy when he became king. But as he got older, he realized there was something wrong, like their former way of of doing things and living uh, for God was just not how they were doing life. And so he, um, he sought a prophet to hear, you know, the oracles of God. And so, uh, the, the prophet, uh, was Hilda, uh, a female, which was kind of unheard of, you know, back then, which God pours out his spirit on all flesh, by the way. So men, women, boys, girls, everybody, God wants to speak through in and everything. So, but he, they, they go to, um, the prophet Hilda and um, she basically throws it down and says, look, this is what's going on. This is how um, the spiritual life of our nation has deteriorated. And the reason that these bad things are going to happen and have been happening is because of how far away uh, we have strayed. And so let me just tell you some of the ways that they had strayed and, and just read a little bit about uh, you know, what was happening during this time. So it says, uh, uh, chapter 23 of Second Kings. Then the king called together all the elders of Judah and Jerusalem. He went up to the temple of the Lord with the people of Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem, the priests and the prophets, all the people from the least to the greatest. He read in their hearing all of the words of the book of the covenant, the Bible, uh, which had been found in the temple. They just stopped reading it. They didn't need it. They were good. They didn't need the word of God. They just what was the purpose? So anyway, they found the Bible. Okay. Uh, the king stood at the pillar and renewed the covenant in the presence of the Lord to follow the Lord and to keep his commandments, statutes, decrees with all his heart and soul, thus confirming the words of the covenant written in this book. Then all the people pledged themselves to the covenant. The king ordered Hilka, the high priest, the priests next in rank, and the doorkeepers uh, to remove, listen to this, remove from the temple of the Lord all the articles made for Baal and Ashtoreth and all the starry hosts, other gods, other forms of adoption from culture and worship. He burned them outside Jerusalem in the fields of the Kidron Valley and took the uh, ashes to Bethel. He did away with the idolatrous priests, idolatrous priests, people who claimed to follow God and were completely following a bunch of cultural garbage uh, appointed by the kings of Judah in the past, right, to burn incense on the high places of the towns of Judah and those around Jerusalem. Those who burn incense to Baal, to the sun and the moon, to the constellations, and to the starry host. He took the asterisk pole from the temple of the Lord. They actually adopted this crap and they put it as a part of their worship in the temple of the Lord to the Kidron Valley outside Jerusalem, and they burned it there. He ground it to powder and scattered the, uh, the dust over the graves of the common people. He also tore down the quarters of the male shrine prostitutes that were in the temple of the Lord. The quarters where women did weaving for asterisks. So there were male prostitutes in the temple of the Lord that they had somehow adopted into this their religious worship. Um, so 
when I look at where we are, you know, some of the, what I'm saying isn't popular. I totally get it, right? Um, I'm standing out on this mountaintop and I'm looking at God's creation and not what we did on our own with our own thinking and with our own ways of operating. And I'm looking at this great place that he created and, and what he commanded us to do from the very beginning. But what we do, I believe, all oftentimes is we decide on our own with self-determination what we want things to look like, what we want God's uh, worship to look like, what we want our spiritual lives to look like, what kind of things we want to uh, adopt into the, the spiritual walk that we have. And we also want to um, do it on our own terms. And some of us, you know, so religiously speaking, I'm talking to the, the believers here, we've brought in stuff or we've adopted stuff that's just not a part of God's best. It's not a part of his plan and it isn't a part of what, you know, the, the word of God tells us we're supposed to be doing. So, you know, if, if this is hitting any buttons, I hope so. Because God's declaring some things, you know, within his word about what happens to cultures, what happens to countries, what happens to nation states when they, when they, when they veer away and do what they want to do and even say that God is okay with it. So hear that word. God commanded, uh, in the very beginning, God says, go out, be fruitful increase in number and subdue and spread out over the entirety of the earth. There was a king uh, named Nimrod, and he uh, created a center uh, called Babylon. You'll hear that frequently throughout the scriptures. And he also was uh, integral in the creation of uh, Nineveh, which is Assyria, right? Ironically, both of those locations, the both of those places eventually came against God's people. The Assyrians later captured the northern tribes of Israel and they just, they're called the lost tribes of Israel because they just, they killed all the men, the, the military men and, and others came into the, um, those locations and slept with all of the women and had babies with them and so they were considered half breeds and that was part of the beef that 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 the Jewish people right uh the the Jewish people when I talk about the Jewish people I'm talking about uh those that came from the tribe of Judah that's where you get the term Jew that would be the southern kingdom but later the southern kingdom got captured uh by uh the Babylonian empire so I think it's interesting that that you know hundreds of years later you know, these kingdoms actually were the integral uh, entities that, that took down, uh, you know, actually, I don't think it was even hundreds of years later uh, for the northern kingdom, but the southern kingdom, you know. Anyway, so what, what, what gets me in all of this is that the, those two kingdoms that were established in the beginning were, were during the time of the establishment of the Tower of Babel, okay, that is um, chapter 11 of Genesis. Well, what was happening in chapter 11 of Genesis? Chapter 11 of Genesis is the story of people not obeying God and not doing what he commanded and asked them to go and do. And so what they said was this, and I'll read it to you. It's uh, uh, Genesis chapter 11. Uh, let's see here. Then they said, come, let us build for ourselves a city 
with a tower that reaches to the heavens so that we may make a name for ourselves. Otherwise, we will be scattered over the face of the whole earth. God said to go and be scattered over the face of the whole earth. He didn't want them to, to, to do this thing that they were doing. And so sometimes people read this and they go, well, I don't understand why it was so bad. Well, Jewish history shows that what the Tower of Babel was literally designed for is they were making a name for themselves by creating a tower so high that they believed, you know, that God lived in the heavens. And so they thought if they could build a tower that reached up where God was in the heavens, that if he ever dared flood the earth again, he would, it would kill him. So what they were thinking is we'll build a tower so high that God would never be able to reach us because if he tried to flood the earth, we would be in the same location that he is. And so it was this idea of defiance towards God. It was defiance towards, towards um, what God was asking them to do. And so they united against God. They may not have all known that, but they united in a single front saying, we in self-determination will do for ourselves and build for ourselves this kingdom, and we will be the ones to determine what God can and can't do because we are the ones who are in control. So interestingly enough, uh, you know, God scattered all of the people. He changed everybody's language and they were, you know, by language groupings, they sort of spread out throughout the rest, you know, of the world. But what I find so fascinating right now is that you are seeing something, uh, the spirit of Babylon is being, uh, has been and is being um, revived. Revived in the sense that we are saying to ourselves, uh, well, two things, right? Let me back up a little bit. Um, and I've said this in some other episodes, but if you look at the pattern of when people repented, God relented, right? When people decided that they would they would change their ways and not go down this path that they were on, God changed the the direction of, you know, the calamities and the, the, the hardship that was going to be coming, you know, on them. But when they didn't, it, it came. So what is the lesson in that, you know, for us? This isn't doom and gloom. It's just history. It's just truth. So when 9-11 happened the, in the U.S., the, the nation was united. Pe- the, the churches were filled. People went back to, uh, you know, this, they went back to church. They they found a spiritual root. They were like, what is going on? I can't, I don't get it. And they sought God. And so we had this, this national unity and this, this spiritual revival that took place. And of course, like many things, it kind of waned a little bit, you know, over the years. But then we end up with this pandemic, which is the worst thing that's happened to the globe in a hundred years. And um, we have on our own decided that we can manage, that we can do it, that we don't need God. The churches aren't filled again. People didn't ask the big questions and return back. Now the remnant has, but by and large, there has been a great exodus of spiritual things. And so there's a global effort right now to revive this, this one sort of 
world unified way of let's do things to bring ourselves and elevate ourselves and just forget about the fact that that we've got this this amazing caring loving god who just wants us to turn to him you know what i mean so um i don't i don't know like the depths of what i want to communicate i hope i'm trying i hope i'm nailing it i hope that you guys are hearing it um i don't want to be judgmental um but at the same time, I, I don't want to be blind. I don't want to look at what's going on and be like, everything's fine. Nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. Everything's okay. Everything's not okay. Think Things are, things are not, you know, uh, going to go back to this normal that we used to think was normal. And so we can either turn to God or we can turn to the system, right? The government, the 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 design of man that says we can, by our own strength, determine what is best for us and we don't need to turn to God and ask for help. We don't need to turn to God and say, what, it is, what, what is it that you want us or need us to be doing right now? We just say we're going to turn to self-determination. We on our own, deciding for ourselves. So I feel like we're in a, 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 a kind of dangerous time uh, and again, I don't, I'm not trying to be too doom and gloom, but wake up. You know what I mean? It's, it's important. We need to wake up. And I've said this before. And so, um, if you're listening and you're a Christian and you're like, what's he talking about? Read the Bible, like read the Bible. God has spoken so abundantly clear about what's happening and what's coming and where we are right now. And even if it wasn't the end times, which I believe that we are in the beginning phases of that, even if it wasn't, what are we doing? What are we adopting into our faith? What are we adopting culturally into our spiritual lives that isn't consistent with what the Bible talks about? If, if, if you're needing some help with that, like reach out to me. You guys know me. Reach out to me. I'm not going to judge you, but I am going to be clear. Like we got to do things God's way. Okay. If you're not a believer and you're listening to this and you're like, I, I'm not sure where he's coming from, but, uh, you know, I want to know more. Um, now is the time. It's time. It's time to say, God, I need your help. God, I want you to come into my life. Jesus, I ask for you to, to forgive me. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to God Talk Uncensored. We appreciate your support. And until next time, God bless you.